Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Confidence and concerns. Cons and cons. This is the portion of the show where we go through the four ACC basketball teams in the state of North Carolina, and we say what we are most confident about and what we are most concerned about when it comes to each of those schools. Uh, Now, yesterday, uh, Dennis and, and... was it Graham? Dennis and Graham. That's right. Did the uh, the podium, so we'll go in reverse order of the podium. Coming off the podium, NC State. As always, we have uh, good news and bad news. Which do you want first? I'll take the bad news, please. Uh, always go with that first. Um, Dennis, what are you concerned about when it comes to the Wolfpack? Uh, how Kevin Keats, the head coach of NC State, is going to handle his rotation. Because with the all the guards that they have, mm-hmm. there's a ton of depth on that team in terms of their backcourt. Who is going to be that first guy off the bench? Is it MJ Rice? Is it Cam Woods? Because those guys are now playing because of coming back yep. from injury. More or minutes seemingly by the, by the game. So what's everyone's role going to be moving forward? They got to figure that out pretty quickly because, again, Cam Woods and MJ Rice have all come back into the lineup or come into the lineup for the for the first time and in the Modiara, last two weeks. Uh, likely getting healthier. So yeah. is his role the same as it was Three weeks ago, and and there's yeah. there's a lot, and and that plays into mine. Mine is just the unknown. They still don't know what they have, and the ACC, there's like meat of their ACC schedule starts on the third of the new year, and and I feel like they're still feeling themselves out, right? They're still in like the discovery portion because of what you said. MJ Rice is back and playing a bit more. Uh, Cam Woods is back. There's there's Modiara is getting healthy. Everybody was learning to play with DJ Burns. Somebody I'm going to talk about in a second. DJ Horn is is knocking it down. Is is he the kind of alpha dog? Like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of unknown. When you think most teams go into their non-conference schedule thinking, all right, there's a few things we got to iron out, a few wrinkles we have to iron out prior to hitting our conference schedule. It didn't feel like there was much ironing out for NC State during their non-conference schedule. Now they showed good things, particularly individually, um, but I, I just the unknown scares me. I like to I like to know things. Hopefully, you can tell that by by uh, you know us doing this show. I like to know things. <laughs> I like I like to do the research. I like to have facts. And then there's not much going on with NC State as far as facts. There's all projections, not much concrete to build on. Uh, what are you confident about when it comes to the Wolfpack? I'm confident that all those guys that we mentioned are good. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's it's a it's a it's a plethora of riches, though. It's not like I got to figure out my rotation, be, you know. And it's like, all right, who can step up and be the seventh guy? I was going to say for my team. Like you have a, a you have a, a dearth of guys that you go with. There's that, that's a good point, right? If if you only have six guys that can play, what your role is is less important than like how many minutes can you give us. Uh, it's if, a lot easier to, to shave it down than it is yep. to like find another guy. That's a good point. Uh, my confidence is I just want to give this guy a shout out, DJ Horn. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of close after watching their non-conference schedule to saying he's their best player this year, and I was not expecting that at the beginning of the year. Obviously, DJ Burns is 
he's a tough one to just put in the race with everybody else, like who's your best player because mm-hmm. he's so different. But I'm a big Casey Morsell fan. MJ Rice, depending on when and if he gets you know 100% healthy and his role expands, uh, that just he's their leading scorer and he's shooting 44% from three. That's like exactly what you need from a guy playing his position uh, in college basketball right now. Spacing for the big guy, spacing for the slashers, knock down shots, pick up your three assists, your three rebounds a game, right? Do something when you're not scoring the ball and then be the leading scorer on the team. Like that is wildly important if you have somebody that's dependable that can do that and he's getting there. I'm not there yet, but he's getting there. And I think that's a, that's a really good thing for NC State. Uh Jumping to the next team here. We're doing cons and cons. What are you most confident about? What are you most concerned about? Let's go to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Dennis, what are you concerned about for Wake? I'm concerned they haven't been tested enough yet early in this season. Because we see, for example, we'll get to North Carolina and some of these other schools here in a little bit. They've played ranked schools and are multiple ranked teams right now. Now, I know they played Georgia, who's obviously no pushover of a program. But it's not like they're a top 25 team as of right now, even when they played them. Yeah, they played Florida. They played Rutgers. Again, these aren't the toughest teams that they've played so far. So I just don't know how how battle-tested they are as of right now. Again, my, my concern similar. And this is now three weeks, three or four weeks going straight. Close games. Mm-hmm. They still have not won a game by less than double digits. They are 8-0 and in games decided by 10 or more. And they are 0-3 in games decided by single digits. So there's just not – and, and by the way, if I had to choose, give me the blowout win every single time. Oh, yeah. Right? If I had to choose, let's win them all by 40. So I'm not knocking them for like, geez, all of your wins are blowouts. What I'm saying is there is some comfortability in playing in a close game and winning for the next time you have to be in a close game. And if you think they're going to roll through like the ACC and just all of their wins are going to be by 14, and uh, like it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to win games that are one possession games. You're going to have to make your free throws down the, the, the end. You're going to have to not foul down down at the end of a game against a team that will knock down all their free throws if you put them there. So so I'm just looking at Wake going. I'm a little concerned that you, you haven't done that yet mm-hmm. because your confidence in those confidence and concerns, little inception here, mm-hmm. my, your, your confidence in those late game situations won't be as battle tested as other teams, and that is my concern. That was a confidence in the concern of oh. confidence and concerns. I see what you did there. I, I wasn't intentional, but we we stumbled into it a little, a little backwards. Uh, what are you confident in for the Demon Deacons? They got some depth of scoring. They have, they have four guys, 15 points or more a game, mm-hmm. scoring-wise, including your boy Andrew Carr, the transfer from Delaware. Speaking of – you may have just hinted at my confidence, but continue. No, that, but that's my confidence. I'll right. you take it right my over. My confidence this, is Andrew Carr. There you go. Now, I, I have to admit, right, I like to put my biases on front street so nobody can – you know, if I already say it, you can't try to call me out for it. Andrew Carr started his his career at my alma mater, the University of Delaware, and he was one of the good ones. He was going to take us to a CAA championship. He was going to take us to the Sweet 16. We were very excited. And then he transferred to Wake. So it's one of those, like, a little bittersweet watching the success he's he's having. Um, But they're, like, two-way – 
He, he's you know almost averaging two blocks a game, and he's he's knocking down more than a three per game on basically forty percent shooting. Mm-hmm. Two way stretch bigs do not grow on trees. Yeah. Now and and they play him alongside Efton Reed a lot, so he's sometimes he's playing more of a four than a five. But at six nine, guys that can knock down the three and block shots and rebound. He's the team's leading rebounder. It just it, they don't they don't come around often. So when a mid-major program gets their hands on one, they should really do everything they can to keep him. <laughs> really. Don't let an ACC program come come s- just steal him away. Steve Forbes at ACC Tip-Off tried to give me the, the backhanded compliment. Well, we only take transfers from great programs, so it's really a credit to Delaware. I'm like, no, you still took him. You still took him. <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm happy for him. And, uh, you know, he, he's – He's very good, and and like I said, they don't grow on. He, you could call him a tree, but they don't, they don't grow on trees. Uh, having somebody that can that can be efficient on both ends and and really open up the spacing for all those other scores, it's uh it's a, it's a very good thing for the Wake Forest team and Deacons. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Uh, now, you know, something some feels right about this. Our top two are Duke and North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, silver medal this week uh, was Duke. And uh, let's start with concerns. What are you concerned about? Depth. You Depth of the rotation shallow, really. right now. Because if you look at the last several games for Duke, only six guys are getting double-digit minutes. See, I thought I, – I agree with you. Like, he's shortened the bench now because Tyrese Proctor is out right now. I know Christian Reeves, who mm-hmm. I thought they may were going to try and incorporate some more minutes at this point in the season to maybe get to a point where he's going to play 10, 12 minutes to be a rim protector. Mm-hmm. But outside of Jalen Blake's coming off the bench, not really a whole lot. In their game against Baylor, between Blake's, Brian Young – and TJ Power, those three guys came off the bench. Only 21 minutes played between those three guys. So that that bench has gotten really, really short for John Shire. See, I, I thought that was more, and I agree with you, but but just kind of giving the context of how I looked at it. Um, I thought that was more showing the how Shire felt it was kind of must-win time. But even the games before that, it was very similar. Even Ryan Young in the game before, I think only played six minutes. Because yeah, true. Um, because there there is that element of like when you get into the you know the Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, you see teams go like, "Hey, you're our eighth best player. That's good enough to play in the second round of the conference tournament." But yeah. in, the, in the Elite Eight, we're only going six deep, and we're just going to tell our guys there's you know nothing, no reason to keep anything in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to see Duke do that so early in the season, I was like, "Oh, they're feeling the pressure of those three losses," you know, by December third or or whatever it was. Uh, my concern is, and this one, we've been talking about it. I don't know if there's a, a true fix for it. Uh, it's it's defensive bigs and rim protection. Yeah. And and I just don't think Filipowski has the – I don't want to say he has doesn't have the ability to, but it's just not his game to – you know, stay on the backside block and, and wait for somebody to get beat and challenge at the rim. And that's just that's just not the way he plays, even though he's seven feet. 
Uh, and and Ryan Young definitely isn't isn't that that guy. Maybe a, a, like a Sean Stewart, but he's not playing a ton of minutes. There's there's just not there's no obvious answer to that question on the roster, which is a tough spot to be because you know th- there might only be 16, 17 teams in the country that have enough big offensive kind of production to um how to say this to take advantage fully of what duke has going on down there mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to beat probably two of them to achieve the you know any kind of run to an acz championship or any kind of run deep into the ncaa tournament like those are the teams you're gonna have to beat and without a big rim protector it's gonna be tough you're gonna have to outscore them it's gonna be a different you're gonna have to kind of warriors it and go small and run so uh so i'm concerned with that uh what's your confidence for duke jeremy roach Jeremy Roach, because in that game against Baylor specifically, I know Jared McCain had the 21 points and that dude was lights out, but Jeremy Roach was the calming force. Because if you look at that roster and the the guys that we've talked about playing between McCain, Foster, two freshman guards, uh, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski, two sophomores, Mm -hmm. Tyus Proctor, who's not playing right now because of his ankle injury, is a sophomore but really should be a freshman based off of his age. Mm -hmm. It's a really young team. TJ Power off the bench. Is a soft is I'm sorry, is a freshman. He's the one like guy that's been constant in that program for several years. It's been Jeremy Roach. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. My confidence is Jared McCain. But specifically yeah. him waking up. Uh we heard so much anticipation, so much hype about him coming into the year. He was gonna be the freshman to do this. He was the one on draft boards. He was the one, uh, and then it was it was a slow burn. But over the last three games, including the 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 big win over Baylor, which he brought up, he had the twenty one. Mm-hmm. He's averaging eighteen point three points per game over his last three games. Uh, in his first eight games, he averaged seven point six points per game. So he's averaging over ten more points over the last three than he was over the previous eight. And I think that is necessary for Duke. They need McCain to be that. Because Roach can't always be that, right? Um, I think one of the ways to look at it, and this is how it played out against Baylor, is McCain is the guy, and Proctor also went healthy. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, But those two are the guys with kind of the NBA skill sets. They can take over a game for long stretches. And then I kind of want the ball in Roach's hands for the last two minutes. right? I want him running the the two-man game, the pick and roll, making the decisions. Everybody else can execute off of him. But McCain's going to have to be a guy that scores 18-plus a game. Maybe, I mean, maybe not that much, but 15-plus for sure. Uh, so I, I like the fact that he's waking up and starting to feel comfortable. And some rookies or freshmen just need that. They just yeah. need 10 games to, you know, stop looking at their jersey and going, oh, my gosh, that says Duke. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, they just need to go out and, and play, and he's finally doing that. Uh, and lastly, the gold medalist of the week on the podium is also the last team we talk about in cons and cons. What are you confident about? What are you concerned about? What are you concerned about, Dennis? For North Carolina, consistency. To me, it's consistency. So you look at the the five games that they've played against ranked opponents this year. Arkansas, Tennessee, UConn, Kentucky, and most recently against Oklahoma. We've seen high offensive output in some of these games. Defense wasn't quite there. Or vice versa. Maybe the defense was playing pretty good and the offense didn't quite match it. It's consistency for me because it's not just consistency as a team as a whole, but also from your depth players. 
can you get consistent production from those guys? Because we saw, I know I'll get into this in a little bit, in the game against Oklahoma, we saw the depth guys like a Seth Tremble hit a timely three that extended the lead from 49-41 to 52-41 to in the second half. That was a timely three-pointer as Oklahoma was starting to make a push. The last two games, we've seen Cormac Ryan shoot his way out of this slump. 20 uh, points against UConn, another double-digit game against uh, Oklahoma. Can you consistently have the production from those other depth guys? My concern might be the complete and total opposite of yours. Oh, okay. Your concern is depth. My concern is your two-time first-team All-ACC performer in Armando Baycott. Uh, okay. Um, I just haven't seen enough. I just okay. haven't seen enough. Uh, I think he'll turn it around because he's Armando Baycott, and, and it's like we have too much positive experience with him to think it won't. But – if not now, like you know, it's a good time. You know, and you might might as, might as well do it now. Um, you're you're being buoyed at times by some other players that are playing really well. Um, but there's going to be a time where the team just needs Armando Baycott to take over a game, and we haven't seen it yet. And usually by this time of the the, the calendar year, we had seen it three or four times already, where it's just like, oh, he was obviously the best player on the the court against a good team for you know 15, 17 minutes. And we just haven't seen it yet, so I'm concerned about that. Uh, lastly here, what are you confident about for the Tar Heels? I know you're probably going to say R.J. Davis. Of course I'm Okay, so I'm actually going to go a little different, so we're not saying the same thing. I'm, I'm, well, let me go first then. Yeah. I'm trying not to overthink it. Yeah. R.J. Davis is scoring 25-plus against every good team they just play. Just about, yeah. And there's – it's what, what, what do you want? Like, what do you ex- – yes, he. I'm confident in the guy that keeps making the shots and scoring the points. And he's doing so in spurts, and he's doing so against good teams, and he's doing so in clutch moments. Mm-hmm. Now now give us the curveball, because I've given everybody <laughs> the fastball. I say Harrison Ingram's versatility. Fair. Because I think it, 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 it adds an element that they didn't have last season, because he can score down in the mid-range. He can also go down on the post if you need to and grab rebounds, but also he can step outside the, so the three-point line. So we're getting scoring on different levels from Harrison Ingram. But go back to that game against UConn. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the game against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He had four steals and a block. Defensively as a whole, that was Carolina's best game by far. And I thought yeah, they oh, really easily. improved defensively from the UConn loss to the win against, uh, after after the, obviously the game in Kentucky between, to the win against Oklahoma. Their defense improved immensely, especially off ball. And I think Harrison Ingram is a big part of that. I really like Harrison Ingram. Uh, the way I describe his play, and, and I've said this on air before, is comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's, It seems like he's comfortable doing just about everything, right? Like, he'll get a rebound defensively, and, you know, the defense will jump in front of R.J. Davis, and he's just like, it's cool. I'll dribble it down court. He'll catch it on the wing. Okay, it's cool. I'll shoot the J. Okay, it's cool. I'll get an offensive rebound and dunk it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll defend a guard. I'll defend a big. I'll defend – He's he's, you know – Green eggs and ham. I like uh, I like him on a train. I, I like him on a plane. You know, it's 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 kind of he's comfortable in every situation. Uh, so so credit to him. And, and if R.J. Davis wasn't playing like literally one of the five best players in the country, <laughs> that dude's all American. I, right I could easily go Harrison Ingram with with my my confidence. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. 
That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.